Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, mental performance coach here. This is the Reflect and Refocus podcast as a part of the Mental Performance Mastery podcast and breaking down this week, lessons learned, what I'm working on, what I'm struggling with, and just concepts related to mental performance that I thought would be of value to you. A couple things I'm excited about. I had a guest on my Mental Performance Mastery podcast this week, Jake Fraley, outfielder with the Cincinnati Reds. Jake and I have worked closely together almost two years now and you will hear him talk about the mental game at an elite level. Look, if you're an athlete, when you listen to Jake break down the mental game and you hear his level of awareness, that's what it should sound like. If you're a mental performance coach and you hear Jake talking, that's what it should sound like. Listen to how much he's actually doing when it comes to drills. Remember, in mental performance, not everyone takes this approach, we do, that's why we get results, is we do drills with you as an athlete to help you develop the 10 mental skills to make the mental toughness skill set. Look, the 10 mental skills that in the 20 plus years of doing this, building off of Dr. Ken Revis's work and Harvey Dorfman's uh, mentorship and all of his books in the mental game of baseball, if I were to summarize everything that I have read, that I have observed, that I have learned from interviews, from, from mentorship, from reading, it's this. As a baseball player, You need 10 skills to succeed when it comes to the mental game. 10 skills that make up the skill set of mental toughness. It's one, mindset. Two, motivation and commitment. Three, focus and awareness. Four, self-control and discipline. Five, process over outcome. Six, meditation and mental imagery. Seven, routines and habits. Eight, time management organization. Nine, leadership and 10, the right culture. And Jake is going to break down how he works all uh, on all of those 10 skills in our podcast. So it's going to be in this feed. Make sure you go searching for the Jake Fraley podcast. If you've not yet listened to some of the other athlete features that we've had in the last few weeks, we've had Lane Johnson, offensive lineman with the Philadelphia Eagles, going to be a Hall of Famer, four-time Pro Bowler. We've got Josh Young, who was an all-star game starter as a rookie this year, World Series champion with the Texas Rangers. We've got A.J. Johnson on the PBA Tour. Now, you may not be into bowling, but if you're into mental performance, you're going to love his mindset and how he used our 10 pillars of mental performance to bring home his first PBA title. We've also had the CEO of Heroic, Brian Johnson. Those will be great to listen to. Also, couldn't be more excited about bringing Sean Brady onto the podcast, UFC fighter, here in the next week or so. Sean had a huge win in the UFC last Saturday in Austin, Texas, taking down a difficult opponent in Kelvin Gastelman. And Sean dominated that fight for all three rounds. He got a performance of the night bonus, goes home with a nice fat free, not shouldn't say free because he had to go in there and earn it, but a nice fat additional $50,000 check. Looked like I was watching George St. Pierre. Really, really impressive performance, Sean. So this week, what have I been breaking down with clients? Well, one of the things we've been talking a lot about is confidence. And confidence is not something that you feel. It is something that you do. You do confidence. Confidence is an action, not a feeling. Because no one's going to guarantee that you feel confident walking to the cage or walking to the batter's box or going to the gym. But you got to act confident because acting changes everything. Look, a huge mistake that we make as performers is we allow how we feel to dictate how we act. Don't do that determined how you act is going to change and dictate how you feel. 
Amy Cuddy, social psychologist at Harvard. She wrote the book Presence, has a TED Talk on the science and power of body language seen by almost 70 million people. She does the research behind what proves that fake it till you make it is actually physiologically fake it until you become it. If you've not seen that video, Google search Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, science and power of body language. You'll see her standing there with a slide of Usain Bolt behind. Fantastic YouTube, uh, or should I say fantastic TEDx excuse me, fantastic TED Talk that you can find on YouTube, one of the best I've ever seen. Funny, this week, one of my clients said, Kaner, man, I'm all nervous. This is where the confidence piece came up. I got a, I got a best man speech I got to give. What do you got for me? I said, oh boy, I got some great best man speeches up my sleeve. Not only have I delivered some, but I have written some for clients of mine. And we talked about the three aspects of a great speech. So let's say you're a mental performance coach, you're a speaker for this, or you're someday going to give a best man speech or a, a bridesmaid speech, whatever it is. Three aspects of a great speech. Number one, break preoccupation, meaning get the attention of the audience. They're going to be on their phone. They're going to be talking to each other. You got to boom, break their preoccupation. Second, frame what you're going to talk about. Third, step into it, get going. Break preoccupation, frame what you're going to talk about, step into it and get going. Three aspects of a great speech. Now, well, how do you memorize that speech so you don't need note cards and you can focus on the audience and you can put on a performance? Well, if you want to memorize anything, it doesn't matter if it's a best man speech, if it's content for a test or an exam, you got coming up here for finals, three aspects of memorization. This comes from a guy named Ron White. He was a United States memory champion, cool title, and he's got a book called Memory in a Month. It's more of an audio training program that I used to grind in the car. Uh, not much of a book. So it's, it's an audio book. I used to work in the car. You're with me. Three aspects of memorization. Number one, location. Number two, picture. Number three, meaning. And what's really cool about having learned the memory technique, location, picture, meaning, it's really helping me to master, I shouldn't say master because I'm far, far from mastery, but it's helping me to learn sign language. And as I'm learning sign language, our second daughter, Josie, was born a little hard of hearing. So we're working on sign language here in the cane house. It's been super fun. But it's also really cool because of just the pictures that you use with your hands. It's no different than like a baseball or softball coach calling a sign or a football coach flashing in a play from the sideline. Sign language is pictures. And if you understand that the way the brain works is if you create pictures and you give a picture a meaning, that's what sign language is. That's what emojis are. That's what hieroglyphics are. That's how we call plays in many sports. So location, picture, meaning. And the technique that I taught him was called the memory mansion. You step in a room. I'm standing at the door of my office. I go around my room clockwise. I pick five objects, TV, chair, jersey on the wall, bookshelf, desk. That's the chronological order of those objects in my room. So here's what I want you to do. Let's work it. I want you to imagine standing in a room, your bedroom, your office, wherever it is at the door. And as you go clockwise around that room, give yourself five objects, big objects to create locations. Five, four, three, two, one. Good. Now I'm going to give you five pictures to put on those objects. And then we're going to give those pictures a meaning. So the first object, whatever it is for you, I want you to see a gigantic washing machine just firing bubbles everywhere. So on my TV, there's a washing machine on TV, bubbles flying everywhere. You might think I'm crazy. Stay with me. I am. Second location, I want you to see a gigantic top hat and coming out of that top hat is a beard. Gigantic top hat and coming out of that top hat is a beard. In your third location, I want you to see a man in a rowboat. I want you to see a man in a rowboat. And then in your fourth location, I want you to see a huge bush. 
And that bush has Go Huskies, University of Washington, W logo smashed into that bush. So it's washing machine, top hat and a beard, a man in a rowboat in a big bush with a huge gold and purple W smashing into that bush. And then in your fifth location, I want you to see a deck of cards in their face up. Deck of cards face up. So what was your first location? Mine was the TV. What was the picture? Washing machine. What's the second location? Mine was the chair. Picture. Top hat and a beard. What's the third location? Jersey on the wall. Thank you, Connor Murphy. What is the picture that's a picture of Tom there? It's a man in a rowboat. Fourth location for me was bookshelf. What's the picture? It's a bush with a gold and purple W smashed into it. Fifth location, my desk with a bunch of playing cards, a deck of cards face up. So if you can see those locations and see those pictures, what you just learned was that you're going to give a talk about five presidents. Washington, Lincoln, Monroe, George W. Bush, and Trump. There's your five presidents, and I just made those up here at the moment of this, no rhyme or reason why. They're the first pictures that came to me. But you could do that to memorize all the presidents. You could do that to memorize aspects of a best man speech. You could do that to memorize a presentation that you're giving. And I remember I tried this one time. I had a 200-slide presentation I was giving for a four-hour workshop in Nashville, Tennessee at a national softball coaches convention. And I had all 200 slides memorized. And I gave everyone in the audience a book, a, a training manual, let's call it, with all the slides in it. I said, all right, let's go to page 77, slide 77, we'll talk about this. All right, let's go, to, let's go to slide 122, let's talk about this. And at the end of the seminar, very few people came out to me and said, hey, you know, that content that you talked about was great. They said, how did you memorize all 200 of those slides? Do you do this presentation all the time? I said, no, it's the first time I've ever done it. But I know a technique. You see, here's the point. It's not that you have a good memory or a bad memory. It's that you have a trained memory or an untrained memory. It's not that you have a good memory or a bad memory. It's that you have a trained memory or an untrained memory. And that's the thing that you have to take away today. Everything in life is trainable. Everything in life is figureoutable. You just got to find the right strategy. As my friend and mentor, Dr. Rob Gilbert always says, he says, A plus S plus G-O-Y-A equals R. Ability plus strategy plus get off of your anatomy equals results. So the ability is inside of you. The only thing that you're lacking is the strategy. And when you get that strategy, guess what? The results will take care of themselves. When you find the right strategy, the results will take care of themselves. When you find the right strategy, the results will take care of themselves. fired up for the week that's upcoming. Congratulations to Coach Lonnie Alameda, Florida State Softball, 2018 NCAA National Champions, runners-up in 2019 and 2023. Coach Lonnie getting inducted into the Hall of Fame of college softball, Louisville, Kentucky, this weekend. Congrats, Lonnie. Fired up for you. That's going to be tremendous. Excited for a big week next week. 
uh, spending a full day out here in Arizona with one of the top uh, doctors out here doing a bunch of different testing, just trying to use myself as a, a guinea pig, you could call it, or use myself as the test first to, to learn about all these different tests that we could potentially use with our client base of professional athletes to find out where they're at from a nervous system standpoint, where they're at in a recovery standpoint, where they're at from HRV, all these different tests that we're going to do to then hopefully allow us to better crack the code of performance enhancement. You see, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And I think if you go and, you know, are working with a coach and going, hey, you got to take these supplements, that supplements. Have they looked at your blood work? That's what's going to tell you what's going on. I mean, I think if you're a pro athlete listening to this and you have not had blood work done in the last six months, let's go. Let's get it done. That's going to tell you where you're at. That's going to tell you how we need to supplement. That's going to tell you what we want to try to do with nutrition. And that's going to help us to optimize performance. So prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Now, you can generalize because if I've looked at 100 examples of blood work or talked to 100 different nutritionists, 95 of them are going to say, oh, I always recommend someone take vitamin D because most people walking the planet are deficient in vitamin D. So they can make generalizations and generalizations can work. But depending on where you're at in your career, if you're an elite level athlete, the people I talk to on a weekly basis listening to this, you're not a, you don't want a generalist. You want a specialist and you want the specialist who's going to help you get to where you want to go. Last minute in 24 seconds here as we try to keep these week, I shouldn't say again, not weekly. I'm not going to do them weekly. Not putting that kind of pressure on myself. These reflect and refocus podcasts, which have been weekly, 14 minutes and 24 seconds. There was a cruise ship getting ready to set sail around the world, leaving out of New York, the biggest, baddest cruise ship you had ever seen. And as they were getting ready to embark and make their maiden voyage, they couldn't get the ship to turn on. So the captain freaking out says, Hey, I know the guy that built this engine. He lives in Nova Scotia, send a helicopter, bring him back. We got to get this, got to get this boat to go. So they send the helicopter, they bring him back. The guy gets off, walks in, goes into the engine room. He says, all right, let me see. Boom, boom, touches three screws, turns a screw, engine starts, gets off the boat, flies back to Nova Scotia. They make their maiden voyage, go around the world. Well, about a month later, the Captain gets an invoice for $10,000. He says, get that guy in the phone, man. He was in here. I was with him. He touched three screws, turned one. He was in here for less than five minutes. $10,000? He goes, I want that itemized. The next day, he gets an itemized invoice. $1 turning the screw. $9,999 knowing what screw to turn. And when it comes to mental performance, we know what screws to turn. Let's get to work. Dominate the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast. Please be sure to check out our sister and companion podcast, Mental Performance Daily, linked below in the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments that you think can help us to improve Mental Performance Mastery or Mental Performance Daily, please don't hesitate to share those, whether it's leaving a comment here and a review or heading over to Instagram and dropping me a direct message at Brian Kane Peak. I value your suggestions. I value your time. And I want to make sure that we're constantly delivering you the value to help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. Thanks for being with us and let's dominate the day.